0: E-S-N-Y and <laughs> why All right, what up? How we doing? We're back. Wednesday, you know what that means. Best bets, week three. No Giants talk, no Giants recapping or Giants previewing. None of that today. I mean, we'll 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 speak a little bit about you know the the bets for the Giants uh, Falcons game coming up, week three, Sunday, one o'clock at MetLife. We'll do that as we always do. But no recapping, no previewing. We'll leave that to later on in the week, probably tomorrow, Thursday or Friday. Whenever I get to it. But right now, Wednesday night, six thirty, it's time for some best bets, week three. And as always, I am your host, Ryan Honey, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. This is episode eighty-two of the Wide Right Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. What did we hit on last week? We hit on a lot. Giants plus four and a half against Washington. Washington money line, however. The Unders in the New Orleans game. Cincinnati game. Cleveland Houston. Had the actually we took the over in Cleveland, Houston over forty eight. That shattered, I think. Eh, fifty two. Over was forty eight, so eh, not really shattered. Over shattered in the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Atlanta game. Didn't take that. Took under fifty two. Bucks won forty eight to twenty five. So the overshadowed by what twenty one points? <laughs> That's pretty absurd. Hit on a lot. Hit on the Washington money line, Cleveland money line, Rams, Buffalo, Arizona, Tampa, Green Bay money lines, Tampa Bay minus 12 obviously, Las Vegas plus 5.5, I believe that was one of my locks of the week, Las Vegas defeated Pittsburgh by 9, don't sleep on Vegas this year, don't, okay, 2-0, that's huge for them in a tough division, 2-0, Derek Carr leading the league, 817 passing yards I believe, he's leading the league in passing yards, pretty wild. I mean, I know it's only two weeks, but, huh. Same league as guys like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Dak, and Derek Carr is the one who's leading the league in passing yards. Pretty solid through two weeks. Don't sleep on Vegas. I surely don't. Not anymore. Used to. Did last year. But I'm improving this year when it comes to my takes on Vegas. I really am. But enough about last week. Time to talk about week three, which commences tomorrow night, Thursday, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. Carolina takes on Houston. Davis Mills will be starting for the Texans in the absence, the injury-related absence of Tyrod Taylor, uh, who exited the game against Cleveland. And considering that, considering Houston is throwing a rookie quarterback onto the field, In his first start ever, week three of his rookie season, I have no choice but to take Carolina minus eight. I really don't. This Carolina team is good. Good defense. Has let up, what, 21 points the first two weeks? 14 to the Jets, 7 to New Orleans. And that's a New Orleans team that put up 38 on Green Bay in week one. It's a good defense. I don't think Davis Mills is going to be able to figure that defense out. I think Sam Donald has weapons, obviously, with Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore. They got guys. That's a good offensive roster. That's a solid defense. I'm taking in a rookie quarterback, primetime national game. This is not a great spot for the Texans. I'm taking Carolina minus eight. And I'm taking I'm taking the under. Solely because I do so the over-under is 43. I'm taking the under. I do not believe the Texans, with a rookie quarterback and that strong defense in Carolina, I don't think the Texans could hold their end of the bargain when it comes to the over. I don't. I don't think they can put up enough points for these two teams to go over 43 points. I'm taking the under 43. Obviously, I'm taking Carolina on the money line, minus 410. By the way, before I get into more bets, these odds are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook, as always. So, moving on to the Sunday games. We've got Chicago, Cleveland, 1 o'clock. Chicago plus seven. Okay, I I I, I'm a little hesitant right now with Cleveland. I think Cleveland's a good team. I do not like how they only beat Houston by ten. Obviously Houston may be a little bit better than we think, and Tyrod Taylor had to leave the game. I I I, 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 I don't I don't like how Cleveland lost by uh, I I, excuse me. I I don't like how Cleveland only won by ten. They don't have Jarvis Landry, who's out. Uh, I think Chicago is going to is have a spark with Justin Fields starting at quarterback. Obviously, Andy Dalton isn't healthy right now. Justin Fields, a rookie out of Ohio State, first rounder, is starting at quarterback. They'll have a little bit of a spark when it comes to that. I like Chicago plus seven here. I do like Cleveland to win, though. I do think Cleveland's going to hold on. They'll win by one possession, say by six or five, whatever it is. But I take Chicago plus seven, Cleveland on the money line, minus 365. And I'm going to take the under uh, 45.5 just because... I, you know, it's, it's a rookie, again, rookie quarterback, just like with the Houston game with Chicago, it's a rookie quarterback. I don't expect Chicago to hold up their end of the bargain for the over 45 and a half to hit. I'm taking the under in that game, Baltimore, Detroit, by the way, we're covering basically every game, this podcast episode. I mean, there's, there's, I think there's a, there's one spread I don't touch. Uh, actually there's one game I don't touch, excuse me. So, I'm 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 getting into 15 games here, okay? Which is good. I think last week I didn't touch four games just because I could not figure out the spreads. It was it was too close to call. We got 15 games. We got almost a full slate for you this episode, but I'll shut up about that and get into Baltimore-Detroit. Uh, I gotta take Baltimore minus nine. I love Baltimore's offense. Okay, I, I I don't I don't love Lamar Jackson throwing the ball, but I think he is obviously wildly talented. I think he turns heads still. I think this offense is great. I can't get over the fact that John Harburg said, Lamar, do you want to go for this? And obviously in the fourth down conversion against Kansas City on Sunday night, they got it. I love that. Uh, I like Baltimore minus nine. I don't like Detroit at all. I think Jared Goff is inconsistent. I don't think they have a good defense. Um, I think, uh, you know, they're going to be hurt by uh, Jeffrey Okuda, the cornerback, missing uh, the rest of the year. So I I like Baltimore minus nine. I just do. I don't like Detroit at all. I, don't, I, I think Jared Goff is inconsistent. I think he looked okay the other night in the first half, and then he started to become Jared Goff again I, against Green Bay. I don't like it. Um, Baltimore minus nine, I would say. I would take the over, though. I would take the over, 49.5, because I like Baltimore's offense, um, and I just said I don't like Jared Goff. But hey, this, team, this Detroit team did put up 33 against uh, San Francisco, who's supposed to have a good defense in week one. Put up 33 on San Francisco. They could score if they need to. I don't think they're going to win, obviously. But they could score if they need to. And obviously Baltimore minus 475 in the money line. So Baltimore minus 9. Baltimore on the money line. Over 49.5 against Detroit. Arizona had a little bit of a tough one last week, did they? On Sunday. Only beat the Vikings by one. The Vikings are a weird team. I can't, I can't figure them out. I don't think they're that great. I don't think they have a good defense. I don't think they have a overly reliable... I, Excuse me, I don't think they have an overly reliable quarterback in Kirk Cousins. I just don't. Um, so I I don't like how the Cardinals played. I don't think they should be relying on a late game field goal to beat a team like Minnesota. But I'm taking the minus seven against Jacksonville just because I think Jacksonville is that's one of those teams where it's a lost cause of a season. I understand, you know, Urban Meyer is there and Trevor Lawrence and you know, all these shiny new toys. It's 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 a lost cause of a season. They're horrible. Um, I think you know. I, who's to say if Urban Meyer stays after this year? Maybe he dips to get the USC job. Who knows? That's what that, everyone seems to be talking about. Um, I think Arizona is far and away a better team than Jacksonville. I don't think anyone could argue with that. I think they're. I think it's a two-touchdown, three-touchdown game. Arizona wins. That's why I'm taking Arizona and Kyler Murray, who could be an MVP candidate. Who is my fantasy quarterback in both my leagues? Arizona minus seven. I'm um, taking the under 51 and a half. I don't like Jacksonville's offense. Trevor Lawrence runs for his life. Don't think they could hold up their end of the bargain. Under 51 and a half. Arizona minus 365 on the money line as well. Moving on to the Chargers. Chiefs. That's a good game. I like that. I like the Chargers. I do. I did drop the Chargers from 10 to 14 in my power rankings this week, which you can check out on EliteSportsNY.com. I come out with them every Wednesday. I update them. I update them. Uh, I did drop the Chargers back to fourteen. And I dropped the Chiefs from two to three uh, after their loss to Baltimore. But this is a good divisional matchup. This is a good quarterback matchup too. Obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes, and I love Justin Herbert. I think he's an up-and-coming star. But uh, this is a good quarterback matchup. I I think it's going to be close. I think when you get these divisional matchups, they're always going to bring their. Each team is going to bring their best. And so that's why I'm taking L.A. plus 6.5. I don't think they'll win, though. I don't think they'll win. I think the Chargers, you know, the Chiefs are one of those teams where if you're a divisional rival, obviously, like the Chargers or Raiders, you'll make it close, but Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they'll find a way to win in the end. I think that's just how it is. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers plus 6.5, but I'm taking Chiefs minus 320 on the money line. And I'm taking over 55.5. because I love these two offenses. I don't think the Chargers' offense has found a consistent spark yet. I think this is the game that th- I think this is the game they do. Obviously, the Chiefs' offense is the Chiefs' offense with Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Clyde edwards hilaire and this is over. I think over fifty. Excuse me, over fifty-five is a total lock in this game, Chargers Chiefs, and I say that even with the uh, Chargers' defense, which is good. Chargers' defense has been solid thus far. Only let up 20 points against Dallas. Only let up 16 points against Washington. Um, first couple weeks, but I like the over on this. I like the Chiefs' offense. Obviously, everybody does, and I think this is the top, this is the week where Herbert and that offense in LA find a spark. I really do. New Orleans and New England. Now, New Orleans is a weird team. Another weird team because we saw we saw one kind of uh, version of the New Orleans Saints in Week One when they blew out. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, 38-3. And then all of a sudden they turn around and there's another version of the Saints in Week 2 where they're losing 26-7 to Sam Darnold and Carolina. So like the Vikings, the Saints are a weird team to figure out. I like Jameis, but he's a a, a weird quarterback to figure out because he throws five touchdowns against Green Bay but then throws none and two picks against Carolina. I don't exactly know what he is. But regardless, I don't love this Patriots offense. Uh, I think, you know, they put up 25 points against the Jets, but they were only able to cross the plane twice. They had to rely on field goals from Nick Folk for the most part. Uh, I don't think Mac Jones is a star quarterback just yet. I don't know if he ever will be. I think he'll be mainly a system quarterback as long as he's in New England, as long as he's he's with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And uh, I uh, I think Sean Payton's a great play caller. I think Sean Payton has changed his play calling from year to year as he's... Dealt with a new quarterback, obviously with Drew Brees, and then he switched it up with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater when Brees dealt with a couple injuries the past couple of years, and now with Jameis Winston. I think Sean Payton's a good play caller. I think the Saints have a good defense that will overcome and and give this Patriots offense troubles. So I like uh, New Orleans plus three. It was plus two and a half earlier, now it's up to plus three, but I still like the Saints plus three, I really do. And I like the under, 42, because again, I don't, actually the under is 42.5, but still, I like the under 42.5 because I don't like page, the Patriots offense, uh, and I'm not exactly, I don't know if I'm overly confident in Jameis and that offense. And that offense has weapons, obviously, you know, with Alvin Kamara. I don't know, I'm not confident in New England's offense, obviously, as I've said that numerous times, and I'm just not overly confident in the Saints. I think this is, this could be like a 21-14 to 14 game. Uh, in favor of the Saints So Yeah, I'm liking Saints plus three Saints on the money line Plus 135 And the under 42 and a half I like that Tennessee Bounced back Did they not? I mean, they were they got blown out By Arizona week one Come back and they defeat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks In week two And many would argue The Se- the uh, Seahawks are more Talented team than Arizona That's a great matchup Arizona-Seattle I, I, I don't know what week They play each other What weeks Obviously, they play each other twice, but I'd love to see that. But you could argue, obviously, that the Seahawks team is more talented than Arizona. And Tennessee bounced back after that brutal loss to Arizona and beat uh, Seattle in overtime. Came back, down by 14 in the fourth quarter. Scored two late touchdowns and then a subsequent game-winning field goal. So, Tennessee is kind of... I like Tennessee right now. They're minus five against Indianapolis. Obviously, Carson Wentz doesn't look like he's going to be good to go. sprained both ankles... Believe the Colts will be moving forward with Jacob Eason. I like. I. I think that I don't think the Titans are going to have any sort of trouble going against Jacob Eason. I like Tennessee minus five against Indianapolis this week. Uh, I like the. I like the over too. I know it's Jacob Eason is a young, and experienced quarterback, but I like this Titans offense. Uh, I think they have a lot of weapons. Obviously, you know, Tenhill's got Derrick Henry. And he's got Julio and AJ Brown, and I think they got a lot of weapons. I. I like. The idea of Tennessee holding up their end of the bargain. I know we said that a lot to this podcast alone. But I like the idea of the over here. Over 48. Tennessee minus 5. And obviously Tennessee to win. Tennessee in the money line minus 250. Washington, Buffalo. Now this is one of the spread. I don't know what to make of this spread. Washington is plus 7.5 on the spread. I don't know what to make of it. Because Buffalo, you, you saw Washington, you know... Everybody talks about Taylor Heineke, and I get it. Taylor Heineke was good in the playoff game last year against Tampa Bay. He was good against the Giants this past week. But it's Taylor. It, it, there's a reason he's only started three games in his life up to this point. As he as he gets more and more starts, team's are gonna get more and more film on him. That's how it works. So I don't know what Taylor Heineke is going to be on a consistent basis for this team. And Buffalo, you know, you saw one version of them in week one. They had a tough loss to Pittsburgh, and then they come back and they beat Miami by 35. But Miami didn't have Tua for much of the game, who's got a rib injury. And then Josh Allen didn't exactly play great. So I don't know what to make of the spread, but I will, what I will say, though, is the under 45 and a half on the total is a lock, okay? Because I don't think, you know, Buffalo's defense is. I think, is pretty good. I think Washington's defense is a little pissed off that they allowed 29 points to a Giants offense that's been consistently non-productive the last year or so. So I think both defenses are going to come to play. I like the under 45 and a half here, and uh, I like Buffalo to win though. I know I I, I don't know this I, I don't know what to make of the spread the seven and a half point spread. I like Buffalo to win outright minus 380 just because I don't think what this Washington team has enough, and I don't think Taylor Heineke can be consistently talented enough. To overcome a team like Buffalo, I like Buffalo here, regardless of how that offense might play. Giants-Falcons must win for the Giants, I'm telling you. I mean, this is a lost cause of a season for Atlanta, it looks like. Giants need to win this game, absolutely. If the Giants can't beat Atlanta, they have got some real problems. I mean, people didn't think they were going to go 0-2, and they are. Losing to Denver and Washington the first two weeks, they got to beat Atlanta. And it's Eli Manning's jersey retirement ceremony during that game, halftime at MetLife Stadium. Giants, I've taken Giants minus three and Giants on the money line minus 160. I'm going to take the over too. I'm going to take the over because I I don't like how Atlanta's defense is playing allowed 32 and a half. I mean, does anybody like how Atlanta's defense is playing? Allowed 32 points to Philly first week. Allowed 48 points to Tampa Bay on Sunday. Giants defense hasn't been playing great either. Lost 27 to 13 week one. Gave up 30 points to Washington week two. I don't like every either of these defenses are playing. I like the over here 47 and a half. Uh, not touching Cincinnati Pittsburgh at all. Uh, obviously, so Ben Roethlisberger is dealing with a pectoral injury. I don't know if he's going to play or not. We don't know. So I, I, he's, he says he's doing everything he can to play, but since we don't know whether he's going to play or not, I'm not going to tell you which spread or money line or over to take. I, I, I just don't feel comfortable doing so. I think it's going to be, although I'm not big on him because he's, you know, he's he's older now and he doesn't have the arm that he used to. I, I, I There's still a difference if he's in the game versus when he's not in the game. And I don't feel comfortable telling you what plays to make here on a betting st- from a betting standpoint when I don't know if he's going to play. So I'm not going to touch that game. See what I do for you guys? I'm always looking out for you guys. Okay, that's what I, that's what I do. That's the number one thing I do when I get on this podcast is I look out for the listeners, and I'm doing so by not telling you what to do with this game because I have no idea if Robertsburg is going to play. None. We'll find out later in the week, but it's only Wednesday, so who knows? Jets, Broncos. Broncos have had an easy schedule to start the year. You know, the, the Giants didn't come to play that Sunday, and then you got uh, Jacksonville, and then now the Jets. But up after this Jets game, Broncos got I think Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Vegas. Um, they got the Cowboys at one point, Washington I believe. They got a tough schedule coming up. But regardless, this game against the Jets, uh, I gotta take Jets plus ten. I just do. I think the Jets are gonna bounce back after this tough loss to New England. Uh, I, I like Jets. I think this is a good, um, Jets defense is good. Uh, I like the Jets defense going up against Bridgewater. Plus 10, I think, is feasible. But I, I like Denver on the money line, which is minus 590 right now. I had a minus 650. It's changed since this afternoon to minus not Or excuse me, since this morning. It's now minus 590. But I'm taking Jets plus 10. Denver twin outright, though. I say the Jets lose by, you know, maybe like 7 or 8. Could be a one-possession game. If you want to go deep, maybe say they lose by 9. It's They're out of reach at the end. But, uh yeah, Jets plus 10. Denver minus 650. I like the under, though. I don't don't love the Jets' offense. I mean, Zach Wilson threw four picks last week on Sunday. And I like the Jets' defense. I'm taking the under, uh, under 42. Quickly moving on. What do we got now? Vegas. I told you, don't sleep on Vegas. Don't do it. Vegas and Miami. Two is not playing. Jacoby Brissett is in for Miami. And the line is still minus four for Vegas. I'm taking Vegas minus four. Vegas had two big wins to start the year against two playoff teams from a year ago. Baltimore, week one; Pittsburgh, week two. I think they could beat Jacoby Brissett. I'm taking minus four Vegas, and I'm taking Vegas on the money line, obviously minus two ten, okay, and I'm taking the under, under forty five, because I like this Raiders defense, and I do not like this Dolphins offense with Brissett. I mean, this Dolphins this Dolphins are shut out last week. Tua leaves early. Dolphins don't put up a single point. Take the under. Under 45. Absolutely. I don't think that I think that's a no brainer, especially when you saw what the Dolphins looked like without Tua last week. Put up zero points. Gotta take the under with Brissett under center. Game of the week. I wish this game was somehow flexed a Sunday night. It sucks in the beginning of the year. They can't flex these games. Tampa Bay and the Rams. Okay, these are the these, these are my top two teams in the league in my current power rankings. My recent power rankings, which came out today, Wednesday, September twenty-second for Week Three, I have Tampa Bay one, as I've had the entire year this far, or you know, the year, the this whole season thus far, and I had the Rams number two. I had Rams three last week, beat the Colts, moved up to two. Kansas City was at two, they lost to Baltimore and moved back to three. So I got Tampa Bay one, LA two, one versus two squaring off in Los Angeles, four twenty-five p.m. Eastern time at that beautiful SoFi Stadium. Tampa Bay minus one and a half. I don't see Tom Brady and, and the Bucs losing a game like this. I really don't. The same rang true when Tom Brady was on the Patriots. When you had a big game like this, you just didn't see him losing that type of game. This is a big game. This is a massive game. This tells us a lot about what either team is made of. Tom Brady wins this game. Minus one and a half for Tampa Bay and minus 130 for Tampa Bay in the money line. Over 55. Absolutely over 55. I love these two offenses. Um, I know I, I like Tampa Bay's defense. I think the Rams' defense is strong, uh, with guys like you know Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. But I, I these two offenses are too powerful. Uh, you got to take the over 55 in this one. Absolutely. Seattle, Minnesota, the final four o'clock window game, 4:25 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Minnesota, weird team. It's gonna t- this game will tell us a lot about Minnesota because they came close against Cincinnati in Week One. They came close against. Uh, Arizona in week two. This game will tell us a lot, but regardless, I'm still taking Seattle. I know the Seattle is on the road. Um, I like uh, I like Russell Wilson pulling out a win in this game. I think Seattle was pissed off after last week, letting up a 14. You know, um, letting a uh, 14 point lead in the fourth quarter slip away, and then letting up that game winning field goal in overtime. I like Seattle minus one and a half here. And I like the over on the total. Over 55 and a half. Minnesota's defense is not strong. Allowing 30.5 points per game. Russell Wilson in that offense with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. They're going to attack them. I like the over 55 and a half here. I like Seattle holding up their end of the bargain. And I like Minnesota holding up their end of the bargain too. I mean, Minnesota put up 33 points last week. That's more than Seattle put up. Seattle lost 33 to 30. Minnesota lost 34 to 33. Minnesota can also um, score some points. I like the over here. Okay, so Seattle minus one and a half. Seattle minus 130 on the money line and then over 55 and a half. Sunday night game. Shouldn't be the Sunday night game. As I said earlier, it should be Tampa Bay, Los Angeles. But Green Bay, San Francisco, Sunday night. Okay, NBC, obviously. I like Green Bay plus three. I'm not huge on San Francisco. I'm just not. I think San Francisco, you know, everybody talks about how Arizona could be the last team, the, 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 that NFC West division that is probably the best division I've ever seen with Seattle and the Rams and the Niners and Arizona. Everyone talks about how Arizona could be the last team in that division. I think it's going to be San Francisco. I really do. Because I think Arizona is a lot more talented than, than people give them credit for. And I don't see San Francisco getting to the level of a Rams or a Seahawks. I think it's Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, Niners. That that's the order of the division when the year ends. That's not to say all three wildcard teams in this conference won't be from that division. I think at least two of the wildcard teams in the NFC will be from the West. But regardless, I'm not huge on San Francisco. Right now. You know, only, I only I don't like them. They only beat the Eagles by eight. They only beat the um, excuse me, they only beat the Lions by eight. They only beat the Eagles by six. I'm not big on San Francisco right now, and I think Green Bay is starting to get into a rhythm. They had a get-back game, the win against the Lions by 18 points, 35-17 to on Monday Night Football. I like Green Bay here, plus three. I like Green Bay plus three, and I like Green Bay winning outright. right there 155 at DraftKings Sportsbook. I like the over. I like what Matt LaFleur's offense can do. I like what Kyle Shanahan's offense can do. Green Bay put up 35 points this past week. San Francisco's offense struggled in week two, but they still put up 41 points in week one. I like San Francisco. I like these two offensive play callers going at, um, going against one another. I like the over here, over 50 and a half. And finally, we have our Monday night game, NFC East battle. Philly and Dallas. I like Philly plus three and a half. I do. I think this is going to be an absolutely close game. I think this is going to be a field goal win for Dallas. I do. I think when you comes down to it, these these two teams are going to be it's going to be close all game. But I like Dallas's quarterback play more. Obviously, I like Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts. You should as well. Uh, but I feel like Philly makes it interesting. Okay? I like Dallas minus 200 on the money line. Philly plus three and a half. I say Dallas is is down by one and a game winning quick game winning kick again for Greg Zerloin to win by two. So Philly covers a spread plus three and a half. Dallas wins outright minus two hundred. And I like the the under. I like the under. I do. I like Philly's defense. Only let up six points week one against Atlanta. Only allowed Kyle Shanahan's offense in San Francisco to put up seventeen. Uh, Dallas' defense started to impress me a little bit last week. I know it's not a strong unit, but it held Justin Herbert and the Chargers to just 17 points. I like both defenses here. Well, I like Philly's defense overall. I like how Dallas' defense played last week. Let's have a few more good performances before we start speaking highly of Dallas' defense, which was atrocious for most of the year last year. Um, I like the under here. So I like Philly plus 3.5, under 51.5. And Dallas minus 200 on the money line. So, and that's it. That's our week three. Those are our week three uh, best bets. It flies. I'm telling you, once the regular season starts, it flies. It just, you know, it's it's a weekly cycle, always. You know, once the Monday night game ends, you got Tuesday is the league-wide day off, and then like wednesdays when teams practice, and all of a sudden Thursday night, you know, Friday, Saturday, weekend flies obviously like it does for everybody, and then all of a sudden the Sunday games and the, it's it's a weekly it it flies. Once it becomes September, all of a sudden it's it's already September twenty second. We're already week three here. already. thank God there's seventeen games. I get nervous when it gets like this when it go when it go every year when the NFL season starts going and it goes quick. I get like nervous because I'm like, crap, it's already like. Close to ending. All of a sudden, it's like week 9 and week 10. Like, at the snap of a finger. It's crazy. But, um, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 82 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Going to be back later this week to preview the upcoming week 3 matchup between the Giants and and the Falcons, obviously, as I said before, that's a must-win game for the Giants. So make sure you tune into that. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey E-S-N-Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, talk to you soon.